really is to really share what you think is your weakness. And it's so scary. Mm -hmm. And it's so, it's almost like the floor comes out from under your life. And that's mm -hmm. what it feels like. Because mm -hmm. you're falling and there's no bottom. Right. And, but it's only when you do that, when you finally do that, and other people can embrace the real you. And I realized last year, wow, I think I've been trying to hide this for too long and trying to be ashamed of it. Now, I don't need to be. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Curiously Wise, Practical Spirituality in Action. I'm your host, Lauren Wittig. And today I have Raja Vaidya. I think I got that right that time with me, who is, he's all kinds of things. Let me read his really entertaining bio to you. From the fighting city of brotherly love, the kickboxing, opera singing, cancer scientist from Philadelphia, Rocky oh. Balboa can't stand toe to toe with this guy. Ring the victory bell for the mind shift master who will make you believe it and become it. Raja Vedia. <laughs> hello, Lauren. Hello, hello. Thank you for that amazing intro. I that wrote is it. A, I love it. I love anything that makes me laugh and smile. It's great. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. I just, we were talking about I, how you don't like to take yourself too seriously. And I think that's a perfect example of where we all take ourselves a little too seriously usually. Certainly. Yeah. So, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad to have you thank here. You, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. be here. Thanks for having me on your show. And yeah, thanks for yeah, being well, on my show. You had me on your show recently. And so I love that. Yeah. I love when I get to have a couple of conversations with people. So we're going to talk about your, your journey, really, to where you are now. You are a speaker. You are a coach. You've done all of these amazing things. You're an opera singer. You're a kickboxer. Yeah. I've seen pictures of you. You're, you're a black belt, right? I am. I am. Okay. I mean, I've been in my course now for 38 years. I'm a Six degree master black belt, and I'm in the Black Belt Hall of Fame, and I'm in a martial arts movie. And we also have a martial arts comic book called The Martialist that already has three issues, the only 500 prime copies ever made. So, very high quality. Uh, they're great collector's items. So, you know, I have a lot of irons, irons in the fire. And it's, it's, it's just, it's just the older I get, the more I realize like life has to be lived, you know? So, I used to take myself way too seriously, like you said before, and now I take myself a lot less seriously, even though I'm even more serious than ever about creating the impact that I want. But as I do that, along that journey, I realized just to let things go. Be like Elsa, let it go. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> yeah. I will not try to sing it. <laughs> Actually, so you... it sits good in my voice. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. <laughs> I have been told I can't carry a tune, so I, I don't sing mm. except when I'm alone. And then I sing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So you have something you call the black belt mind shift. Yeah. And so can we talk about that? Because I know sure. my son did karate for a number of years and he really liked it and he was little. So I had to go and I had to like help him learn all the mindset stuff and that kind of thing. So I know that there's a lot of this mindset that comes with martial arts that is I don't know. It's very centering, I would say, mm -hmm. very grounding. And I loved, I loved learning that with him because yeah. it was when I was very early on my journey to learning about my spirituality and that kind of thing. So it's a nice overlap with where I am now. And you are a master, grand, grandmaster, you said? So almost. <laughs> <laughs> talk about that 
black belt mind shift? All right. Well, I, I, I recall way back long ago, it's been over 38 years. Ago. Oh, wait, actually, now, now it's 39 years mm-hmm. that I've been doing martial arts. And, and I don't mean just doing as in like kind of casually go to class and do something. I've been, I've been at the upper echelons. I, I used to train six days a week, four or five hours a day. I trained at 16 years old. I went and competed in, in the world championships and I placed. And then, and then when I was 18, I went again and, and placed again. And I also qualified for the Olympic team. And at that time also, I also, during all this time, I had a, had a very severe udder that I had to, had to overcome and, and work through. And truly when I talk about that, you know, there's a great word called fear and fear stands for face everything and rise. Mm. And that's really the, that's the a definition of fear that I feel now in the, in the, like, really like the, the middle of my life now. I, I'm like, and I'm not even, I just turned 49. So I feel like I've just reached a third of my life. Now, I'm going to live to 150 just because I say so. Yeah. And, you know, Go we kind of have to have that tongue in cheek attitude and just say, you know what? Who cares if anybody like that doesn't believe it? But martial arts, I love because it's, it truly has changed my life for the better. And in, in the beginning, you know, it, it was just surviving, just trying to get through it, just trying to stand up to, to the bullies by being so good that people started to take notice. I remember I, I did a demonstration. My karate school came to my high school and we did a demonstration in front of the entire, at that time it was the ninth and 10th grades. And all of a sudden people noticed, like, oh, oh, damn, Roger got good. Better, <laughs> better stop, better stop making fun of him. And so as soon as I did that, I just kind of realized I, I, I didn't, I just gained that confidence that I didn't have to fight. I didn't have to do anything because now I let my presence speak for me. Yeah. And, you know, through that to the like upper levels of being a world-class athlete, it, it was no small feat. And I wasn't blessed with any physical talents. And, and, and I, I, I was born in, born in India and came to America when I was very small. And, you know, so we didn't. For most of my life, I was vegetarian, so we didn't have a lot of protein. I didn't. I was very, very skinny when I was younger, and very hard to put on weight. And, and you know, everybody just seemed to be bigger than me. So I learned to kind of like a guerrilla warfare, just say, you know what? If someone's bigger and stronger, that means they're slower and they're mm-hmm. less agile. So you flip the script mm-hmm. on how you view the world, and as soon as you change your perception of things, guess what? Now you can change the way that you react to them and you can, you can change how, how they control you because like, then truly they don't control you anymore. Mm-hmm. So that pattern then as I got into teaching, I started to see that, well, I kind of went through that sort of mind shift of my own and say, well, how do I get good at this? And how do I, I discipline myself and train myself? And it, it was very difficult. But at the point where I could do... 70 push-ups in a row and uh, and for gosh for two years i i had a two-year training plan to qualify at the olympic trials and i was so focused on that that i also disconnected from a lot of other things too mm. so i realized that this is not something that only happens to me but it also happens to a lot of other people especially when they're training so i decided to to pay attention to that so i started to pay attention to the human training condition throughout that whole black belt process. And there was a pattern I saw 
of students going from a white belt mind lock to a black belt mind shift. And that became really the basis of my coaching system now, where really I talk about that black belt confidence, that black belt mind shift is what you get because that changes the way you think, not just what you think, but changes how you think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's amazing how when we can shift our perspective, we can really change our, our interaction with the world, but it changes the world around us too. Mm -hmm. it's pretty remarkable and powerful. And so it's lovely that, you know, this is one way that you can get there. You can learn that. You use this to break out of your bullying, to, to break out of your, your shell, you've, you said at one point mm -hmm. earlier. And so now you bring that into your coaching, right? Yeah. One of my main keynote talks I, I, I give is called The Five Steps to Black Belt Confidence to Profits. Mm. because I give these to a lot of small businesses and to, and to entrepreneurs, help them teach them that, you know, surely the way that you, the way that you do one thing is how you do everything and you have to be the example. And for a while, sometimes we get stuck in a grind. We get stuck in a rut. We get used to that. We, we get placated and we get lulled in, in, into that false sense of like, well, I'm doing things. I'm so busy. That's great. You're very productive, but. Are you are you very active, but you're not but, but you're not productive. Yeah. So one of the things we start to talk about is is about where you focused. And one of the training segments I talk about in my mind shift module is I talk about the idea that you know are you achievement oriented or are you progress oriented? Because mm -hmm. if you focus on the process versus the achievement, you're actually going to improve a lot more. Because a lot of people think, well. If only I just reached that milestone, if only I reached this thing, that's great. That's one thing. But then what happens throughout that? And, and where's the continuum connecting before that point, before that milestone to what happens after that milestone? And a lot of people do not have that. And for that, I say, you just haven't planned for it, right? Because we can all wish for things. I wish I had a million dollars. I wish I could lose 50 pounds. I wish my kids paid attention to me or respected me or I'm... Or I'm single and lonely. I wish I could find like the love of my life. That's great. But the problem is you got to be the magnet that all of that attracts to. You have to become the magnet. So there's another portion I talk about where you talk about mental magnets that are keeping you where you are. So using mental magnets incorrectly is going to get you stuck to where you are. Whereas using mental magnets to attract people and energies to who you are as a person means that you become the person that people are attracted to, mm -hmm. that the wealth is connected to. Like in the past year, my, my life is completely transformed again mm -hmm. because I just went through a whole big pivot myself. I didn't, I, I was just doing a once a week interviews or trainings for my clients and I was getting a little bit complacent, like what more could I do? And I started thinking it, it's gotta be something else I can do to kind of be an example to them and show what I can do and show how my process works. So back in August, I decided, you know what? There are people charging $10,000 to get on, a get on 100 stages in a year. I think I can do that in half the time. You know, <laughs> me being a black belt, I just think, I just do the math. Mm -hmm. Why is it doing two half an hour shows in a week so hard? Just do four. Okay, half an hour shows, that's two hours of time technically, right? Mm -hmm. So I started that journey and unfortunately, I didn't get 100 in six months. I got 204. In five months, oh, gosh. over 200 interviews 
in five months. Wow. And let me tell you, I did not know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Imperfect action beats perfect planning every time. Yeah. I just went ahead and I took that leap of faith. And I think it was Steve Harvey that said that sometimes when you take that leap of faith, that leap means you're flying through the air. You don't know where you're going to land. Mm -hmm. So you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. when you understand that, you realize that growth, even though it's uncomfortable, if you understand that that's going to happen and that you make that part of your plan and part of your process of continual growth, then it's going to be normal. Mm -hmm. So now it's not scary anymore and it's not something to be afraid of. Yeah. And that's really what I started doing. So I started doing one interview week, then two, then three. I was booked out for three months ahead of time. I couldn't believe it. And I told people I just had this challenge to myself. I wanted to become a better speaker. I also wanted to, you know, have a blast out show that might, you know, really impact a lot of people and share with a lot of entrepreneurs. And I flipped the script on it again to say, you know what, this is not only for me. Mm -hmm. How can I help? the guests that are coming on the show. And as soon as I started doing that, all of a sudden everything changed. So once again, when you give, when you give first, that's when you get in return. Yeah. A lot of people think that, you know, a respect is, is taken. No, it's not. Respect is earned. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and the interest is due before you get it. <laughs> so it's sort of like a backwards loan, right? Uh -huh. You pay the interest ahead of time and then you get the respect and yeah. whatever, hard work and effort that you put in, you get that back more than twice, more than 10 times because people are watching and it's that small incremental, like that Kaizen technique mm -hmm. of continual incremental growth that continues along. And when you do that and you do that long enough, almost everybody else will just fade out. And all the naysayers, all the trolls, all the people that's saying that they can't do it. Plenty of people told me, no, that's crazy. You're not going to do this. Why would you do this? Why, why are you spending so much time doing this? Wait, you, you know, would you have anything better to do? You know what? I, I created a system that I learned to monetize and now I can train others with. And then now that became the basis of what I was doing. And you just saw my show and you, and you saw how much fun it was. Yeah. And, yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and that, and that whole system now is not by accident. It's strategic in the way that I designed it because being a black belt and being a scientist, you know, I've written protocols for multi-million dollar trials, and I've mm -hmm. actually been one of the key drivers for one of our multi-billion dollar drugs, Adarslax. It's now made over five and a half billion dollars by now, I think. Damn. So, you know, I know what I'm doing when it comes to systems and, and, yeah. and, yeah. and uh, processes. And yeah. it's funny that even in that corporate world, you know, you still see bullying, mm -hmm. you know, and they, they think they can get away with it. Mm -hmm. and, and you can't, right? You know, right. eventually people find out what kind of person you are and how you treat others, and you know that's not something that you want to do. That's not the kind of person you want to be. Right. So I always tell people here that this is your opportunity to be great, to be amazing, to be an amazing human that uplifts others. And yes, and you can do that. Boy, do we need that in the world, right? Indeed, we need indeed. everybody to up, be uplifting. <laughs> and if all of you are, guess what? You're going to ring the victory bell. Yay. <laughs> I just want to back up just for a minute because sure. you said something about getting it moving without it being perfect is, is you know, better than not getting it done at all. Yep. I am a master of 
getting inspired, learning just enough to get started and yeah. diving in full force. That's how I started the podcast. Yeah. I was like, I got really interested in it. I happened to be working with a coach who was just doing a mm -hmm. beta of a, how do you be a guest on a podcast class? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so I took that and I was like, I want to be a guest, but it looks like I could invite whoever I want to if I end up doing my own podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I used what she taught me about being a guest and I filled in the gaps with my children who are millennials and know technology. And my yeah. son had actually had a podcast for a while. And so it's like, all right, come tell me what I need to know. Tell me what I need to get. And then I just dove in. It has been one of the most fun things I have ever done. Yes, that's what's surprising. I never thought doing a live stream or a podcast would be this much fun. I, I would have done it 20 years ago. Exactly. exactly. I've met so many new friends, met so many new, so many new business partners through it. Mm -hmm. And not only has it increased my income, it also gives me more freedom now. And, you know, and in the end, no matter how much income you get, you also want to understand that the income is a vehicle to get to where you really want to get to. Mm -hmm. Because money's not the answer. Mm -hmm. money's, money's the tool that gets you to the answer. Right, right. And a lot of people have their eyes on the wrong target. Now, and not only that, most people have their targets set way too low. Like Les Brown says that, you know, the problem with most people is that not that they aim high and miss, that they aim low and they hit. Mm -hmm. people's, people's goals and dreams are too small. So what I started to do last year, just dream big. So I started swinging for the fences. I said, all right, what the hell? Let me make this impossible goal of doing 100 interviews in six months. And I, I crushed it. I did like a Roger Bannister on it. And I broke the four-minute mile of interview online. And, I, and, and, and honestly, this is me coming to you just being very plain and very humble, saying like, I didn't know I could do it. Yeah. And which, which means that every single one of you out there hearing me, and saying, oh my God, this guy still, this, this guy still, still can't talk right. You're right. You know, <laughs> and that's me. Sorry, not sorry. Uh -huh. You know, and, and, and you can't be ashamed of anything that makes you you. Cause like every single imperfection you have is what makes you beautiful. That's the, that's the beauty of humanity. That's the, that's that celebration of humanity that we need to have is that like, we are all so different yeah. and, and it's all of our differences together, like a puzzle, you know? make the whole and you can't have a puzzle with all the same size piece. They got to be different sizes. They got to fit different places. And we all have different skills and different strengths. And I used to think uh, growing up, man, if I just get straight A's, I'll get a scholarship. And if I get a scholarship, I'll probably get respected and people will stop picking on me. But none of that really came to fruition, right? I, because I did get the A's, I did get the scholarship to college and then people in college still still picked on your you. So, so it, it didn't matter, but what mattered was that what you believe in yourself. Yeah. And when you believe in yourself and you have that confidence, which I didn't have for a long time in my life, once you get your own confidence, that's when people will be attracted to you. Cause if you believe in yourself, if you like who you are first, cause I used to be ashamed of myself, you know, think that it's my fault. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I, I, I don't want to embarrass myself. Used to be afraid to. I I used to talk as little as possible so people wouldn't find out. Like, oh, that guy. No, no, no. I don't. Mm -hmm. You know, because you you stand in a group of a couple of new people, and all of a sudden, you know, two three people kind of look sideways. They look up, or they're trying to get out of the conversation because mm -hmm. they don't want to stand there and listen to you because they're they're trying to be polite. And you know, 
that's a shame. If that's the case, that's fine. Hey, then just 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 walk away. Mm-hmm. Be that way. That's all right. Because I got plenty of friends now. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I got more than enough. And and you know, truly, like I'm blessed now. And the more that I talk about this and share about it, the easier it gets because sense of you know, we all have something that we're a little bit insecure about. Mm-hmm. And I think when I started talking about my insecurity and started sharing it with the group, it started with Speakers Playhouse, started with many other networking groups that I was part of. As soon as I started talking about it and sharing with it, people started to understand it. They're like, oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that's what you went through. Right. Like there were times and I, I remember I was 13 years old and being at my friend Tim Walker's birthday party and we're just chilling out after the party on his sidewalk, just talking. And I got stuck in a block so bad. I couldn't, it's kind of like when you step on the gas and you step on the brake at the same time mm-hmm. on your car and you're not going anywhere, but you're still expending tremendous energy and you're just grinding your vocal cords. Mm-hmm. And I was stuck in a block like that for God, what felt like 30 seconds or a minute. And I just started crying. And, and Tim just leaned in and said, Raji, are you okay? I just had to kind of stop talking, walk away, break out of that moment. Mm-hmm. And come back and say, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay now. And, and do. so these are these internal struggles of people who have, who have a speech handicap. And, and one of the things I found out at, at my last company, I just worked at, I've been in cancer research for the past 25 plus years, for the past 11 years with Johnson & Johnson. And one thing I realized in the past couple of years, even though there were other coworkers who made fun of my handicap behind my back, mm. or even had one coworker who really just sort of went off on me, yelled at me, attacked me because she thought she could, because mm. I was in shock, I couldn't say anything back. So she took advantage of that. Yeah. And, but in the, uh, but in the ADA, in the, in the like, Americans with a Disability Act, there's federal protections for people with visual impairment, with hearing impairment, not for people with speech handicaps. Really? Yeah. I think they have something for it if you're mute, but if you have a, if you have a, if you have a stutter or speech, speech is fluency. They don't have it in there. Damn. I don't know, know if they have a category. So one of my, once I discovered that, one of my missions now is to talk to people in the government, in the, in the administration. I want to change policy and yeah. make people like me who have a lot of gifts to give and are being silenced by other people, by mm-hmm. closed-minded people. Not by stupid people or mean people, but by closed-minded people. Yeah. And make them understand that everybody has value. Yes. If you truly believe that, that's when you uplift all of us. That's why yeah. my next summit I'm going to be doing, it's going to be called the Rising Tide because mm-hmm. we're going to raise all the ships in our lives. Nice. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. I, I am a strong believer yeah. that we all have these stories that we've hidden or we've you know, kept quiet about mm-hmm. because we were either ashamed or we were afraid of revealing it. But letting it out, and I've done this in the last, six or eight years myself, sharing yeah. those stories, allowing yourself to be vulnerable, turns out to be a superpower because yes. it gives mm-hmm. other people permission to be vulnerable too. And then we all get to know each other better and we get to share yeah. those, those experiences and we get to support each other and we get to, it, it creates real relationships. And so I, yeah. I applaud you 
having the courage to to really tell your story because it's important. And I, and I, you know, I just am a strong believer in that vulnerability that that it takes to do that kind of thing. And that's the hardest thing in the world really yes. is to really share what you think is your weakness. It, it's so scary mm-hmm. and it's so, it's almost like the floor comes out from under your life. And that's mm-hmm. what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Because you're falling and there's no bottom. Right. And, but it's only when you do that, when you finally do that and other people can embrace the real you. And I yeah. realized in the past year, wow, I think I've been trying to hide this for too long and trying to be ashamed of it. Now, I don't need to be. Yeah, no, embrace it. Embrace yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I think that brings us to a good stopping place in this conversation. This, is, this took, took us places I didn't expect and it's really been wonderful. Wonderful conversation. Thank you. I've been asking everybody this season if you have a must-read book you'd like to recommend to the Oh, yeah. Absolutely. A few years ago, when I was trying to... So in 2015, I was in a head-on car crash. And my head smashed the windshield and took a chunk of my hair with it. And I glassed my head for six months. And one eye was tracking slower than the other one for a year. I was had I so I must have had a concussion too because I was also slurring my words even worse. So during this period, about a year later, I'm thinking I got to do something to change my life, and I started to get into reading and masterminding stuff. And one of them, one of the books I read that really changed the way I think about things is called Extreme Ownership, and that's by two Navy SEALs. It's by Jocko Voilink and Leif Erikson, and it's one of my favorite books of all time because it talks about how taking control of your life and putting it back in your hands by not displacing responsibility into somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because what they do now is, Jocko and Leaf, they, they go to businesses now and they teach extreme ownership to, to, to the managers of companies. And so when, so, so, so when the managers come and they tell them, well, we had a bad quarter, my team is terrible, they didn't hit their timelines, what they tell them and which I love because me being a black belt and this is what I teach my students too. Well, that's your fault. Not mm-hmm. your team's fault. It's your fault. And they don't, and, and then the managers don't like hearing that. No. Because <laughs> they've never been told that. Mm-hmm. And that's one big flaw I see with every corporate structure is you do not get evaluated by the people who, who directly report to you. They turn yeah. a blind eye to that. They say, mm-hmm. oh, we, we get 360 degree reporting. Not really. Mm-hmm. You get reporting for the people who are at your level or higher, but not the people below you who you actually have an impact on and change their lives because you change their salaries. You change whether they're allowed to get on projects. You change whether they're allowed to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Don't you think those people have some feedback they want to say? Yeah. Putting a lot in. And are you not accepting that? You know, you're not taking ownership of your own, of your own behaviors your own talents, and also your own potential. So as soon as I started to take extreme ownership of what I was doing, I finally felt control of my life, mm-hmm. in control of myself. And as soon as something happened, I said, you know what? There's a portion I can control. I can't control everything that happens around me, but I can, I can, but I can control how I face it. And yes. I can control my response to it. Yes. And now you start thinking ahead and start planning. Now you become proactive rather than reactive. Mm-hmm. When you start proactive because you're taking extreme ownership, 
of everything around you. Now, you you start like for 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 for, for example, even with my speaking, you know, I do a keynote called "Flip Your Fear to Your Superpower." Mm-hmm. Right, that's really the story about me talking about overcoming my speech issues. Mm-hmm. But it's also the story of overcoming your fears, yeah. overcoming your insecurities, overcoming who you're supposed to be. You, you as a version 2.0, I call it U2O. Yeah. And when you become the next version of you, that evolution sometimes happens with a, one decision. Yes. Because you decision. That's the start of everything. Because almost everybody can think of a time point in their life where they say, you know what? I made this choice and everything changed. I decided to, I, I, I said yes to that proposal, mm-hmm. right? And then we got married and my life was completely different after that. I said yes to that job offer that I didn't think I was going to get on the other side of the country. Mm-hmm. And it changed everything. I said, uh, you know, instead of turning right, I turned left. And that's where I bumped into somebody's car. But that's where I met the, my soulmate mm-hmm. in the other vehicle. I don't know, something, you know. Yeah. So, all these things that happen start with one decision. And when you start to start, when you stop blaming others, see, blame mm-hmm. allows others to take control of your life. Yep. There's a second book I would even add to that, of Viktor Frankl's How a Man Thinketh. And it's Viktor Frankl, he was a psychiatrist and he lived through the Holocaust. And it tells a story about being in the in the in the death camps mm. and how he survived and how he separated his mind from what was happening there and one of his famous quotes was basically what i just said is that he would say you know you can't control anything that happens to you but you can control your perception of what happens to you mm-hmm. and his way of doing that is that's what helped him survive that probably one of the worst ordeals any human can yeah. go through yeah and I, I don't even want to think about it. And we have so much proof that shows that stuff is real. And, that, you know, it, it boggles me that there are some people in the world that don't believe it. That's okay. That's not a political. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, just, you know, do your own reading. You know, yeah. don't let media think for you. Yes. You, you decide. Always. Yeah. Go, yeah. Go You're get responsible the for it yourself and, and informing yourself responsibly. for sure well i want to thank you for being here today this was a great conversation i have enjoyed getting to know you over these last couple of weeks as we've been talking with each other and can you let the listeners know where they can find you certainly right behind me you'll see victory mindset academy so you just type in victory mindset academy.com victory mindset academy.com that is my main website, you can go in there and, and, and there's a free, a fast action mindset course that you can sign up for. And it gives, it, it doesn't cost anything. It gives you five modules that are maybe three minutes each. So in about a 15 minutes, I give you five fast strategies to start changing your life in the areas of health, wealth, mindset, faith, and family. And together, like a rising tide, that's going to raise all the ships in your life. Yeah. That's sort of the theme as you, as you can surmise that I'm going with is that, you know, it's not just one thing, but it's, it's the balance of those things that is going to really help to change you and to move you forward into you 2.0. Great. 
Thank you. Thank you for, for that information. And yeah, and for, for being one to help list all the boats. To help. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I always say, you know, there's too many people I've seen online, like, like the fake gurus, and you can tell, you know, all the flash in the pan gurus that have been there for a year mm. and 18 months, and they take people's money and then they're gone. Mm. But, you know, I live by my black belt creed, truly. You know, and I talk about this all the time, like integrity, loyalty, and honor. Mm-hmm. And for those that, that align with me, I won't ever cheat anybody. I, my, my goal is tough love. I want you to win and I want me to win. Mm-hmm. So I want to find a way for us to win together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and I just came up with my, my real guiding motto for, for my business is that, you know, don't fake it till you make it. Instead, believe it and become it. Because every champion out there was a champion in their own mind first before everybody else saw it and believed Mm -hmm. it. I have a little sign that a friend gave me when I first started my healing sessions or practice. And it's she believed she could, so she did. Good. (laughs) Beautiful. That's what I'm talking about. Every day. (laughs) Yeah. There's a variety of say it. That's just my way of saying it. But do what works for you. And, 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 you know, I, and, and there's so many amazing people out there, you know, go, go find them and go connect with them. Mm-hmm. And the more people that you connect with, the more you're going to realize how, how what amazing like you have and how much amazing people with, with great talents are out there all around you. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I've definitely learned over the last year as I've been doing this. It's just like, wow, there's so many interesting people out there doing great yeah. things. It's amazing. Like, yeah, the, the, it's it's just amazing like how many people are out there. Yeah. So, yeah. But mm-hmm. all right. Well, thank you for being here with us and thank you for sharing all your wisdom. It's it's been really lovely to talk to you and and hear your story and and hear your your all of your great I don't know, you just your way of looking at the world is really beautiful. So thank you for sharing that with <laughs> us. Thank you so much. And I hope everybody out there got a new black belt mind shift from this yeah. interview with you. I, I hope so too. I hope so too. And I want to thank the listeners for being here with us today and that you'll go check out Raja's website and get his free course and watch some of his videos because he's a great speaker. (laughs) (laughs) In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful day and I hope you'll come back next week for another episode of Curiously Wise Practical Spirituality in Action. And don't forget, stay curious. Thank you so much for joining us today on Curiously Wise. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future fabulous conversations. And if you have any ahas, please share them in a review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to pay forward the unique wisdom we all have. If you want to know more about me or my intuitive energy healing practice, Heartlight Wellness, please head over to my website, www.heartlightjoy.com. Curiously Wise is a team effort I am grateful for the skill and enthusiasm Arlene Membrot, our producer, and Sam Wittig, our audio engineer, bring to this collaboration. Our music is Where the Light Is by Lemon Music Studio. I'm Lauren Wittig. Please join me again next week for another episode of Curiously Wise. From my heart to yours, may your life be filled with love, light, joy, and of course, curiosity. Curiosity.